Perak Vav Mishnah Dalit Hashalech Esa Be'era Biar Cheresh Shote Vikatan. One who sends a fire in the hands of a Cheresh Shote or a Katan, and then the fire goes ahead and causes damage on your neighbor's field or your neighbor's house. Potter, so the send of the Sholech is exempt from payment Bedini Adam here in this world, meaning in the regular earthly courts, we cannot obligate him to pay. Because the Cheresh, Shot, and the Katan, Einam Bedin Shlichos, they're not within the din of being appointed as a Shliach. Therefore, here in the earthly court, we cannot obligate the sender to pay. The Chayv Bedin however, on the heavenly court, Bedin Shmaim is Chayv to pay. The Gemara explains that, What is the sender exempt? Bedin Adam. That's where the sender gave a Gachel as a coal to the Cheresh, Shot, and Katan. And then the Cheresh showed the cotton libua, they blew the coal, they fanned it, and it ignited. Why? So that's when one is exempt here at Bedini Adam. Normally the coal would have extinguished. And the sender did not have to think that the Cheresh showed the cotton that he's sending it with will go ahead and fan it. So he thought, I'm sending it with them, eventually it will get extinguished, everything will be okay. He's not thinking that they're going to go ahead and fan it. So in this scenario, if it causes damage, the sender is exempt to still pay up. But if he gave an actual flame to the Cheresh Yot and it caused damage, then Chayv is actually going to be Chayv even B'dini Adam. Even though they cannot be appointed as a Shliach, it was his actions that caused the damage to happen, and therefore B'dini Adam will be Chayv as well. Another case. Shilach biyat pikeach. If he sends uh, the fire in the hands of a pikeach, a regular healthy person, and the fire goes and causes damage to other people, a pikeach chayev, the messenger, the pikeach, the healthy guy who took the flame, he's responsible to pay for the damages. And the hashlech and the sender, part he's exempt, even midina shemaim, even on the heavenly court, he's exempt. The ain we don't say that. What do you mean? Shliach shaldim kamaisa. We have a principle that the messenger represents the individual who he's coming from. So it should be just like him, and therefore the sender should be chayev. No. There's no shliach ladvar You cannot appoint a messenger to do a sin for you. Therefore, if you appointed someone to carry this flame, and it was a regular healthy guy, he takes responsibility now, and he's chayev to pay the damage that it caused. And the sender is totally exempt, both bidini anam and bidini shemayim. Another case. One guy brought the fire. One brought the wood. Meaning, afterwards, someone brought the wood, so the second guy brought the wood. And then it got ignited by the fire. The fire went out and it caused damage. So, the one who brought the wood, the second guy is Chayev. Why? Because had he not brought the wood, the fire would have got extinguished and it wouldn't have caused damage. Another case. If the first guy brought the wood, then afterwards the second guy is the one that brought the fire and ignited the and ignited the wood. Again, the second guy now is the one that's responsible. Who also said like he made the fire, he had it ignite the wood, and therefore he is chayev. What about ba A third guy comes along and he fans it. Third guy came, he fanned it, and the flame, you know, came up. The third guy is Chayev, and the first two are exempt. What happens if it was the wind that fanned the flame and made it uh, grow and cause damage? 
Kulan Peturin, they're all exempt. And this is Davka when the wind was a wind, She'ena Metsuya Tamad El Itim Rechokos. It's a very uncommon wind. But Avaruach Mosif was a common wind, and the last guy is going to be Chayev. Shekol Eish Olechas Mispashetes Baruch Mosif, because all fire will be carried with a common wind. And therefore, he should have thought to himself to be guarding this fire that shouldn't go out and cause damage. And therefore, if it was a common wind that made the fire go and cause damage, the last guy would be Chayev. Hashleach Asabeir, one who sends forth a fire of Achla Eitzim, and it burns up wood, uh, other people's wood. Or it burns up other people's stone or dirt. Dirt means like it, it singes the, the fellow's field. So Chayev Chayev to pay for the damages. Shenemah the Pasuk says, He says, Eish. So when fire goes out and causes damage, so the the Mavir, the one that ignited the fire, is responsible to pay for the uh, fire. It's an explicit Pasuk. So the Mepharshim Darshan, now the Gemara Darshans, it says, or the field. What does it mean, Oyasada? The Gavana is for the guf of the Sada, the guf of the field, which is the near the Avanim. So basically, the stones and the dirt that we mentioned in the Mishnah is referring to a field. Okay. Next, Avra, if the fire went out, Gadir Shu Gavaya Arba Amos. If the fire leaped over a fence, Dalad Amos tall. So he lit the fire on his own domain. He didn't guard the fire. He wasn't guarding the fire that it shouldn't leave his Rishus. He just lit it in his domain. But there was a fence, Dalad Amos high. There was a mafsik between between the fire and the neighbor's field. Or there was a public path between where the fire was and the neighbor's field. The Derech Harabim has a width of 16 Amos, pretty wide. Or there was a river. The river has a width of 8 Amos wide. And that's causing a separation between where the fire is and where the neighbor's field is. So putter, in these scenarios, you're exempt. Because now it's only an onus if the fire was able to cause damage. And it's not common in the so therefore you would be exempt. What happens if someone lights a fire in his own domain? And now there's no hefsik, there's no walls up. So, up until how far can the fire travel and one's responsible to pay for its damages? So, be machlokas. Rabbi Allazar ben Azariah says, We look at the flame as if it's in the middle of a base core, meaning in the middle of a field that's a measurement as a base core. Which is a space where they would they would plant seeds of where they would plant thirty sa. This is a field of two hundred and seventy-four by two hundred and seventy-four amos, uh, basically seven hundred and fifty thousand square amos. So when when one lights in the middle of the field, nimtsa so coming all around that flame, you've got a distance of hundred and thirty-seven amos to each side. And therefore, up until there, you're responsible for the damage that it causes. From If it goes after this distance, then you're putter from damage that it causes. That's the opinion of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Sheish, Esri, Amos. you got 16 Amos in every direction. like the distance of this public... Uh, sorry, like the distance of a public domain. So according to Rabbi Eliezer, you have up to 16 Amos in each direction for the fire to go that you're responsible for payment. Thereafter, you'd be exempt from payment. And he references this to, to the Derech HaRabim. Just like the Derech HaRabim was 16 Amos wide, that exempted one from the fire traveling over the Derech HaRabim. So too, you're obligated to pay up until 16 Amos in every direction, like the, like the area of Shurabim, but thereafter you'd be exempt if it traveled further.
Bekiva Omer, Bekiva says, Hamishim Amos, 50 Amos in each direction. That up until there, you're exempt. Thereafter, you'd be, up until there, I'm sorry, you're Chayev. Thereafter, you'd be exempt. And Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon says, Shalim Yishalim HaMavir Esa Be'era. The Pasuk says that the Mavir has to pay for the Be'era. Shalim Yishalim has got to pay. So a call if you had lake, it all depends on the fire. Depending on the height of the fire and the Goyzel Shura, how, how big it is. Shemidlika G'daylef, you made a big fire. It'll go very far. It'll go even further than, this, than the distances that we mentioned. So it all depends on how big the fire was. And the Lachafal is like the most practical um, opinion over here, which is going to be Rabbi Shemim. All right. Mishnah, hey. Hamad like a Godish. One who ignites a heap. He lit in his own domain, but then the fire leapt out and it went and ignited the heap of his friend. So he lit in his own backyard. But the fire traveled and lit the gudash, the heap of his friend. And there were kalim hidden inside this heap. And the kalim got burnt up. So Yehuda, Omer Yishayim Ashbetocho. Of course, Yehuda, you have to pay. You have to pay for the heap and also for the kalim that were hidden inside the heap. You only pay for the, a heap of wheat or a heap of barley. You don't pay for the kalim. You're only chayv to pay on that which is gully, which is revealed. Not on the kalim that are hidden inside. The fire consumes a heap or a stalk. So the chum darshan, just like a kama, a stalk, is open in the, it's, it's out in the open, it's in the gully, it's, it's, it's revealed. So this comes to exclude that which is hidden. You're chayv and things that are open in the, out in the open, not in things that are, that are hidden. Prat latamon. Something which is tumult hidden, you're exempt with regards to the damage caused by ash by fire. And the Rafarshim explained that Shabbi Yehud and the Chum, they argue whether whether inside this heap or Kalim of the Derech is to hide it, like the plow uh, utensils or the threshing utensils that are normally hidden there. Uh, so whether that's what's hidden there, or whether you put things that are not, not, not normally hidden there, you put your wallet inside the heap of hay. So their machlokas is by both scenarios. That according to the Chavim, you're exempt from that which is inside the heap. Even though the derech is to hide it there. It's normal to hide it there. You're still exempt. Because the Pasuk says, from the Pasuk that we mentioned earlier. So what do the Chavim only uh, exempt you, by the way, on the actual Chavim? You do have to pay the owner for the spot of the Chavim. Meaning we view the area of the kalim, how, like take, take that area, cut it out, and fill it up with the grains from that heap. That you do have to pay for. So basically, comes out, Yudah says you always have to pay for that which is inside the heap. The Chum say you're always exempt from that which is in the heap. And we don't differentiate whether it's normal to be hidden in the heap or not. But the Chum will agree that you do have to pay for the area of that the utensil took up Take that area, fill it up with grains from that heap that you'd have to compensate the owner for. Okay. If there was a goat tied to the heap, I wasn't able to run away. There was a servant that was nearby. He wasn't tied up, but he was nearby. He was able to run away. And then they, got, they, they all got burnt up with the heap. So if you have to pay for tashlumen, you have to pay for the heap, and you have to pay for the goat. But the avid, you're putter, because the avid could have ran away. What about Evid Kafaslav? If the Evid was tied, the Evid was tied to the heap, and the goat was nearby, it was able to run away. 
they all got consumed in the in the heap and the fire ignited. So putter. So now you're exempt. Why? Because since you're high of Misa on killing this Eved, so you're exempt from any kind of payment. Once you're getting killed, we don't make you pay for the damage that you caused. If the goat was near the heap, so how are you putter? You're exempt on the goat. Because the goat should have ran away. Okay. Now the Chum will agree to Rabbi Yehuda that Madlik Sabira, when one lights his friend's house on fire, so there Shumashan Kamash Patoki left to pay for everything inside that house. She came there, but he had the normal people to put things in their houses, their pots, their pans, their money. So there the Chum will not exempt one with the principle of Tamon that it's hidden. No, there by a house, one pays for the house, of course, and even that which is inside the house, according to the Chachamim. So there they'll agree to Rabbi Yehuda. And the Gemara is medayik from our Mishnah. Even when one lights in his friend's domain, and the fire travels and burns his friend's heap, and the caleb inside of it, the nech meaning previously it was a case where he lit the fire in his own domain, then it traveled to his friend's domain and caused the damage. But there's machlokas and the chamim Rebbe did not differentiate what kind of caleb are inside the heap. Rebbe always said you have to pay for the caleb inside. Cham said you never have to pay for the caleb inside. But over here, if the fire was done in your friend's domain, that's where it started. So here, Shaladas Yehuda, of course, Yehuda is going to save to pay for the for that which is inside the heap. And according to the Chamim, here, yes, Chayv, you will be Chayv to pay for the Kalim inside the heap because you made the fire in his domain. It's a little bit different than the previous case, but only on Kalim that's normal to hide in the heap, like the clay machresha, the plowing equipment, etc. But still, the Chum will be lenient if there are Kalim. It's not the norm to be put in the heap. There's a wallet inside the heap. There, the Chum will still exempt the Madlik from paying for that item. Because according to the Chum, it doesn't have to cross the mind of the Madlik that you know this fellow over here that owns the heap is putting in things that are not normally placed in the heap. And therefore, the Chum will still hold their opinion on that regard and be lenient. But if it's something which is normally placed inside the heap, in a case where you actually went down and started the fire in your friend's domain, the Chum will agree that you pay for the items inside the heap.